Doctor, just to break the ice, how does it feel to be working on the world's uh, greatest project? <laughs> yeah, well, it's great. I mean, uh, it's, it's a great experience to be here and to see all, all the things um, that people are involved in. Uh, it's not just, obviously, I'm a scientist, so the telescope, this amazing telescope that's being built up in the Karoo is, is what first attracted me here. But, of course, there's so many things surrounding it. There's a whole human capacity development program that has been going on for 10 years uh, here at FDS South Africa associated with this, you know, which has uh, developed the, the talent here in South Africa at all levels, which we saw last week at this workshop that I believe you're aware of that we had in Stellenbosch to discuss so-called Meerkat Science Workshop. Meerkat is this amazing telescope that we're building up in the north. Um, and there were 150 researchers from around the world attending that workshop to discuss the science that is going to be done with this telescope. And over 100 of them, just over 100, it was 104 or 106, someone told me, are from South Africa. I mean, two-thirds are from South Africa, and this is unthinkable. It could not have happened five years ago. There weren't that many South African young astronomers and astronomers, really, who could have come to such a conference, even if it had been held five years ago. So it's just remarkable to see the excitement from everyone. And, of course, here being here in the office, you are aware of, of the press release we put out uh, that had this first, very first test image. I mean, it's completely an engineering test image. It's, it's not by any means what we might call first light or, or first science image, but it was already so good um, and in some senses better than, than what's been done elsewhere with other telescopes that it just energized, excited people here who, who have been working hard for years on this, in, in this fully South African-funded project, um, you know, that's funded by the Department of Science and Technology and ultimately the government and the people of South Africa. So it's just a privilege to to arrive at this time. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of work to be done all around, but, but it's, it's a great time to arrive to when we're, you know, within a year or less of having one of the world's great scientific instruments. It's fantastic. Um, Doctor, can you give me an update on the Meerkat construction? Yeah, so um, uh, I don't know how much you or, or your uh, listeners or readers may know about Meerkat. So Meerkat is, is what we call an, an array, a telescope array. Well, first of all, it's a radio telescope, so ordinary telescopes as most people think of them or, or what we see with, with our eyes. Uh, those capture a particular portion of the electromagnetic spectrum, visible light that we see with our eyes, and of course many stars that we see at night, and the sun and so on emit that kind of light. But then there are stars and galaxies in the universe that emit radio waves, uh, radio waves with uh, a frequency not too dissimilar from those of the FM radio stations. Um, so um, this is a radio telescope, so it captures uh, uh, data, uh, intensity, uh, emissions, and ultimately makes images of the radio sky. So what you see when you make an image with this telescope, it's really uh, representing the intensity of radio waves coming from different portions of the sky. So what we see uh, in this first test image from, from this array, uh, from the Meerkat array, is, is basically a collection of galaxies in the far-off universe. Each point of light that we see in this small image, uh, in this small patch of sky that has an area of perhaps five times the size of the moon, you see 50 dots, 50 points of light, and each of those is a galaxy far, far away that is emitting radio waves. Of course, it also emits other things. It emits uh, ordinary light. It emits 
X-rays. There, there are galaxies and stars in the universe that emit X-rays, much like uh, those that are used at the doctor's office. To detect those, you have to be above the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, but here on Earth, we have ordinary telescopes and uh, that captured the ordinary light that we can see, and then you have radio telescopes. So this Meerkat is a radio telescope. It's a particular kind of radio telescope that, as I said, we call it an array. It's made up, ultimately, it will be made up of 64 individual dishes. So think of ordinary satellite dishes that people might have in their homes to capture TV signals, except these are very large dishes by comparison. Each of them is 13 and a half meters in diameter. And then furthermore, there are 64 of them spread throughout a relatively large area in the Karoo, in the Northern Cape. So they span a diameter of about eight kilometers, these dishes, sprinkled, sprinkled around. And then what happens is that as the radio waves hit each of these dishes, the signals, the electronic, the electrical signals are, are captured and they're brought to a central building, uh, also in the Karoo, and they are processed with many very powerful computers in order to assemble an image of the radio sky. So that is the ultimate goal that, that, that is scheduled to, to be happening with the full 64 dishes by late next year. What's happening now is that, of course, the telescope has been being built and continues to be built. And uh, by, uh, you know, by next month, we'll have uh, 16 dishes uh, up and working. And this image that was released last week was a very, very early test image done with only four of those dishes. Uh, but the, what it showed for us scientists um, is that the image was already so good, and it already showed galaxies that are that were previously unknown, because the best pictures, best radio pictures made of this part of the sky in the past had been done with a telescope in Australia, and this image, just a test engineering image, already showed galaxies that we weren't aware of. So what it really shows is that we're very much on the right track with this extremely complex project. Uh, and we all, and then the, because this image was a coincidence that essentially we got these test results uh, a few days before before this conference was happening in Stellenbosch to discuss future plans for doing science with Meerkat. So we released this image. We shared it with our colleagues from around the world in South Africa, and that just excited them even more, uh, making them just they just dying to get their hands on this telescope. But of course, there's still work to be done. But sometime within the next year. This telescope will be operational and doing world-class science. So it's very exciting. So what happens now? You've got the image. What What's the next step now? What are you going to do with the image? Well, we're not going to do anything with the image. We, we, uh, our, our engineers every day are doing more and more in order to develop the capacities, capabilities of this telescope. So it's important to understand it's not just the number of dishes. I mean, I mentioned this image was done with four dishes, it's an early test image, and then later this year, uh, soon enough, there will be 16 dishes operational, and then early next year, there will be 32 dishes, and by the end of next year, the full 64 dishes. But it's not just a, a matter of the number of dishes, it's also capabilities. These, these very complex um, computers, specialized computers, electronics that I mentioned are required to combine the signals from the various antennas and put them together into an image that you can actually understand, uh, those in turn are being developed and new capabilities are coming online. I mean, if you, if you compare it to, to computers and to electronics you have in your own home, 
these things sometimes are, are upgraded, and you, you can get a new capability in your computer just by getting sort of new software. Uh, and so that's a, a rough analogy. But this is a very complex system, and will cont- capabilities will continue to be developed. Now, at some point, uh, which we expect will be certainly within the next year, at some point, there will be real science done with the instrument even before it's fully completed. So even before we have the full 64 dishes with full capability towards the end of next year, very much we heard we heard from the scientists at this conference last week. They were telling us this, this telescope is so amazing that even with only 32 dishes, let's say, it will already be better than any other comparable existing telescope, certainly in the southern hemisphere, uh, so that we can see the southern skies with it. So it will be the best in the world to do those, those sort of things even before it's fully completed. So, of course, the scientists out there, they're really trying to get on it, and they want to use it to, to, to explore the universe. Now, on the other hand, we have the guys here in the office and up in the Karoo and also in Joburg, where, where we have an office and suppliers and... and, and industrial partners, they still have to do their thing, which is to actually finish the telescopes. So it's a bit of a balance. We do want to start doing science as early as possible, but very much every day here, it's it's still full steam ahead on developing the telescopes and on making sure that it's ready uh, to do science. And can you tell me about some of the Miyagat science workshops that you're holding? Yeah, so, so that's very interesting. The context for that is that about... Five years ago, well, almost six years ago, in 2010, uh, the office, SK South Africa, I was not associated with them at the time, but put out what we ordinarily call a call for proposals. They basically made an announcement worldwide and said, look, a few years down the road, we expect to have this truly amazing telescope, which, by the way, I don't think I've mentioned before, but this telescope, which is fully South African-funded, is, is being built in the context of the larger square kilometer array telescope, or SKA telescope. That is an international project, which will be by far the world's most sensitive radio telescope, truly a, a fantastic instrument. That one is an international project. It will largely be built in southern Africa, especially in South Africa. Also, some parts of it will be built uh, in Western Australia, but the larger part in South Africa. Uh, that's that's an international project is going to be going on over the next decade and so on. But Meerkat uh, was a precursor uh, to that larger square kilometer telescope. And like I said, it's a fully South African project. And so about five, six years ago, the South Africans uh, who, who thought of that, that project and the telescope had done the design studies and they had an idea of what that telescope would be like, what it would be capable of doing science-wise, some years down the road when it was built. So, but back in 2010, they issued this worldwide call for scientific proposals and essentially told to the worldwide community, look, if you think this telescope is going to be good for your purposes, for the investigations you want to carry out, please write a proposal, write a document that explains what you want to do and how many hours of observing time or hundreds of hours or thousands of hours over a period of one, two, three, four, five, seven years, how much you will need on this telescope when it's finally built. And so many people, many groups from around the world submitted those proposals, and 10 of them, 10 of the many proposals submitted, were approved in principle. They were approved, um, uh, and then it was time to actually build the telescope in order order to do the science. Well, 
Now we're very close to having an actual working telescope. But in the meantime, five years have gone on, and of course, science has evolved. I mean, new discoveries have been made, etc. Some things that perhaps were thought to be very, very exciting in 2010, either those questions have already been resolved, partially resolved, and many, many not are still open. So it was time to to reevaluate, in essence, uh, what, what the science, the detailed science case uh, is to be made for this telescope. In addition, and this is a very happy story, in addition, Meerkat, as built, as, as we can see from the test image and from other tests that we've been doing, is actually, in many respects, a better telescope than what was planned five years ago. So, And that's just down to the engineering and hard work and just smarts of the engineers and the scientists here in South Africa, largely in South Africa, uh, who designed and built this telescope. It's just remarkable. So... So that's a happy happenstance. I mean, sometimes you, you, you design these complex machines and instruments, and then you build them, and, you know, it's leading-edge technology, and you don't quite reach the design goals. Sometimes it's happened. This one is far exceeding, in many respects, the design goals. So that's fantastic from a science perspective. These scientists arrive here, and they can tell us things like, oh, I needed, you know, 2,000 hours on your telescope over a few years in order to achieve those science goals. But now, because your telescope is so much better, I only need 1,000 hours. Well, that's fantastic. Those scientists still do their science. But what that means is that there is now extra telescope time available to do new science. And what happened as well, as I already alluded to over the past five years, is that the community in South Africa, the radio astronomy community, the young students coming through the universities and honors and MSc, PhD programs, etc., there are a lot more of them now that can exploit this remarkable facility. So the confluence of those, having a better telescope than originally uh, thought of or, or planned, which frees up additional telescope time, and having this capacity developed in South Africa that can now fully exploit this really incredible machine, means that at this conference, we had essentially a combination of two things. We had... You know, on the first two days, we had presentations from those projects, those teams that were built and developed over the past five years, you know, based on the proposals that were submitted five years ago. So we, we heard a lot from those. And those teams are now, in some cases, very large teams, dozens of people, 60 people with enormous South African content. I mean, in many of them, the largest component of the group uh, is South African, say, a group of 60 people from around the world. Many of them are South African, let's say, and then five maybe from the U.S. and five from Europe, Australia, etc. Anyway, so we heard from those groups, but then on the last day of the conference, we heard from 12 different researchers, speakers, students, etc., 12, out of which 10 were South African. So that gives you a sense of the prevalence now of South Africans in this team. So 10 of the 12 were South Africans, and they were all presenting new ideas. These are not ideas that were submitted for five years ago. These are just new ideas that they hope to be able to, to address by getting by by being awarded telescope time on Meerkat starting sometime next year. Um, and like I said, it, these are mostly South African, and they're presenting new ideas that that people hadn't thought of or that they didn't think would be would be able to do with with this Meerkat telescope five years ago because the telescope essentially is much better now than what was originally planned for. So, so that was a combination of, of, of 
talks and presentations and discussions that we had next week. And so, it, I mean, and then it was a coincidence that this test image was released at about the same time, that this engineering image with four, four dishes, but that just excited uh, people more. Obviously, uh, I mean, this conference had been planned for months and months and months, and this image, you know, if the conference had been held a week before, we literally could not have shared such an image because uh, these are tests that are ongoing day-to-day here. We don't necessarily know what happens from one day to the next. There are some problems. You solve the problems, etc. But it was a happy coincidence that this image, we were able to produce it just a few days before the conference started. And so all the people that had come from around the world in South Africa to this conference had already, of course, scheduled their flights and so on. When they arrived, or one day or two before they arrived, they saw this image, we discussed it, we discussed what's behind the image, what does it mean? It means that the project is on the right track, that we are going to end up with a fantastic telescope. Of course, there'll be bumps along the way, as there always are in incredibly complex projects, but fundamentally it shows that it's all working. And, um, yeah, and so it made for a super exciting conference. I mean, at the end, uh, just, just, you know, I had one colleague from Australia who's a world-renowned uh, astrophysicist, astronomer, who hadn't, as by his own admission, hadn't been paying too much attention to Meerkat in recent years. Because, of course, you know, there's many telescopes around the world and many projects to do, and there's only so much one can do. We cannot be involved in every single thing at the same time. So so this guy told me, well, you know, I hadn't been paying too much attention, really, to Meerkat. Of course, he knew what was happening. But he said after this conference, after that week, he, he said, well, I'm going to be paying a lot more attention. And, of course, he, too, I'm sure will want to use this facility. Uh, in years to come.